Hi, I'm Charlotte. I'm a therapist based in little old New Zealand. Life is too short to walk around feeling crap, so come and join me as we explore how to feel better. Whether feeling better for you is about managing anxiety, improving your relationships, lifting your mood, or working out who you are in this world, this is the place where I hope you will find some strategies and insights that will help you feel better. Thanks for joining me. Well, here we go, and welcome along to this latest episode of the podcast. I had an incredible day the other day where uh, it was Tuesday. I had been dropping the kids off at school in kindy, sorting them out in the morning. I'd been for a walk with my dog. I had blasted really angsty music and danced around my house. I had got myself uh, sorted and in the zone for a day-long board meeting that went from 11am until 8pm and I got home and I had a little look as I cleared some emails from the day at my podcast stats and 56 people that day while I had been doing my thing with my family, sorting my kids with this kind of other work hat that I've got on around some governance roles that I hold, and yet I had had the opportunity to speak to 56 of you. And I just, it's wild. I just have to say, again, what a total privilege it is uh, to get to keep you company wherever you are right now. If that's in your car, if that's lying in bed before you go to sleep, if it's at the gym or going for a walk or while you potter around sorting your house, whatever that looks like. I just want to say thank you for the privilege of being with you, whether I know you or not. It is, uh, yeah, so delightful to get invited into your life. And I had a beautiful message from someone last week just saying that uh, they can kind of hear my voice at times um, when they are struggling. And yeah, how cool that is for this person who is a stranger to me to be able to uh, kind of attach themselves for a little while to my voice reassuring themselves while they wait to develop yet their own kind of voice of comfort and reassurance. So what a privilege I have. Thank you very much for having me in your life in this little way. So I wanted today to talk about a topic that comes up quite often in counselling and that is conflict. Now, I, I'm really yet to meet somebody who would say that they like conflict. I think that most of us are predisposed to not enjoy the process of conflict, either to dread it in some way, to put it off, to spend a lot of energy thinking about how we approach conflict, or to just generally kind of try and avoid it as much as we possibly can in our lives. And I think you know, one of the key reasons why I started this podcast about feeling better is that there are some really big mental health topics like depression and anxiety and uh, managing mood and mania and those kinds of things that actually get a reasonable amount of coverage now, which is amazing. But then there are all of these other things that go on in our lives that rob us of feeling good. And it includes things like conflict and spending a lot of mental energy uh, dealing with kind of, you know, not being able to raise something with a person or feeling the way that you are and being stuck there because you don't know how to talk about something in a constructive way with another person. 
And so this whole idea of the Feel Better podcast is to address some of those kind of in-between things, overwhelm, tiredness, this topic of conflict that I feel like people need some more skills around managing those more everyday things that happen that impact our mental and emotional health. And that's why I'm here. So I hope that you're kind of picking up that that is where this is going. And today I'm going to talk about conflict. I'm going to talk about some tips and tricks for managing conflict. Now, conflict can happen for us in a variety of different spaces in our lives. It can happen in intimate relationships, it can happen in family relationships, with colleagues, with friends, and it's really important that we have the skills to know how to deal with conflict well. Most people just avoid it otherwise, and it's just not something that we're taught skills around, and that completely baffles me. This is a really key element of being human, is how to navigate conflict well when we come up against another person in some way where something isn't sitting right for us, where there is a clash of some sort, where someone is offending us or doing something we would like them to stop or whatever that looks like, we need to know how to deal with conflict well. So I hope that uh, there are some useful tips and tricks for you along the way in this podcast. I think that it's a real barrier for people feeling good, holding on to things where they should be able to speak those things out. And sometimes in counselling, I find myself talking to people about how, uh, what if it was really easy to raise issues with people? What if you didn't dread those things? What if you could have those conversations with ease? What if you really felt confident in your skills to address conflict with another person? What if it was quite neutral and easy for you? So it wasn't hugely emotionally loaded and it felt like something that you could do with ease and not spending a whole lot of energy on that. And that's my vision for the podcast today is to be able to give you some skills and some insights that you can apply when it comes to conflict in your life so that you have the confidence to manage conflict in a good way. Now, one of the key things I think to hold in mind about conflict is that often emotions are high when it comes to a situation where there is some conflict and really the key thing I want to talk about here is through the lens of how do you have conflict with another human being and look after your feelings and theirs so how can you learn to do conflict in a way that is emotionally sensitive for you and for the person that you are in conflict with so here are some top tips the first is think about the context for the conversation So the setting, the time, your body language, um, how you're sitting with each other, all of those kind of practical things around when the conflict is raised. So for example, and I speak with his full permission to share examples from our own life, I know that with my husband Jono, if I am uh, needing to talk about something difficult with him, our best context is on the couch together. Our best context is physically sitting close to one another or touching each other and being able to kind of be in close proximity with each other while we're having that conversation. It is really difficult to be defensive or to be aggressive while you're lying in someone's arms and talking to them in a way where you're physically relaxed. So think about the context for Um, where you're going to be when you raise this conflict. Sometimes it really doesn't work to be like across a table with someone. It can feel combative. 
um, maybe it's a good environment to kind of consider going for a walk while you discuss something with someone or you know, going out for coffee together. What does this look like? Taking yourselves to the beach to have a bit of a deep and meaningful. Think about the context and what place is going to be helpful for you to have this conversation. And also think about what time. I think it is really important when we're raising something difficult to consider giving the person some advanced warning of what it is that we're wanting to talk about and in some way asking the permission if we're the person who's initiating the conversation. So it might be um, saying something like, I'm wondering, is now a good time for us to talk about dot, dot, dot. Or you might send a text during the day that says, hey, tonight I'm keen to talk about, you know, whatever it is. Um, how does, how's, does that work for you? Um, because one of the things that we know is that if we catch someone at the wrong time, when they're under pressure or they're really tired or something else is going on, something else is on their mind, that is not ideal for addressing this uh, conflict situation with them. So think about the time and negotiating that with the person. What would work for you? I'm wondering when it would work for us to have this conversation. If now is not a good time, can you suggest when that might be better? Like, if you are both shattered that day, maybe the best thing that you can do is watch a movie together and have a cup of tea on the couch and think about that conversation happening at another time. Or if it's a colleague, maybe they are really head down on a project right now and a debriefing conversation now is not going to get their full engagement and connection and you need to do that at another time. So think about how that looks and also you know how you're physically positioned with them when you are raising this conversation. So thinking about the setting, the time, your body language and that permissioning kind of pre-conversation. Now I have talked quite a lot with, um, with people about what I consider to be the preamble of a conversation where we're raising something with someone. And now I talk about this example and this is something that I worked out in the middle of lockdown with my husband. I went up to him, standing in the kitchen, distinctly remember this moment, standing in the kitchen, and I went to him and said, hey, I have got something that I want to talk to you about. This is how I'm feeling in raising this. This is what would not be helpful to me. I don't want you to do or say these things. And what I'm really looking for here is this. And I kind of put out to him this ideal response, basically gave this to him on a silver platter. And lo and behold, he was very happy to give me that response. So when I then launched into saying what I wanted to say, surprisingly, look at that. He didn't say the thing and do the thing that I didn't want him to do. He avoided that. And he fully embraced what it was that I was asking of him. And not just in a like, you know, wrote then giving me the response that I wanted in a, in a cold or stark kind of manner. But like he actually knew what I was looking for in that situation. And so that ends up being a really satisfying conversation where you can raise something with someone and where they know what it is that you're looking for from them in that interaction. They then get to feel like they're totally hitting the buck, that they're meeting your emotional needs in that moment. So think about the preamble. Think about framing up anything that would not be helpful to you particularly what you're looking for um, and kind of framing the conversation, spending some time in that preamble. I think just way too often we forget about the importance of that setting the conversation up moment. 
The next tip that I have is understand the feeling that the other person finds most difficult. Now, if this is an intimate partner or a close friend, you probably have a better sense of this, um, or even with a family member, than you might in sort of a colleague conflict situation. But still, even with anyone, you should be able to have a little bit of a guess around this. So uh, try and understand the feeling that the other person finds most difficult. For example, if you're interacting with a person and they really don't feel good when they know that they've disappointed someone, try and be sensitive around that. Or when they feel like a failure or they feel rejected, like that's the greatest kind of point of sensitivity for them. Try and walk carefully around that feeling, knowing that there's a button there and knowing that you don't want to slam that button, knowing that you actually want to care for them well and care for them in terms of those emotions that they find most difficult as you step through this conflict situation. So try and look after them. Now, I get that their feeling is their responsibility. I totally advocate for that. You know, you say what you want to say Um, and express the things that you need to express fully and wholly and leave their response up to them. Like that is my stance, but also my stance is if we want to have good relationships, then being able to consider the other person's feelings and particularly if we know them well, being sensitive to the feelings they most struggle with is going to result in a better outcome in dealing with the conflict than if we ignore those things. So being sensitive to that. Now, often in male-female relationships, the dynamic is, the the classic is some version of, he doesn't like to feel he's failed, and she doesn't like to feel her worth or her value is up for grabs or being questioned in some way. So being sensitive to those things is is usually a really great default to have, but also if you know the person, you know, being able to really carefully tread around those feelings is helpful in terms of getting through the thing that it is you want to raise. The other thing I think is really important when we're dealing with conflict is to be mindful of our emotional regulation. So come back to the conversation if needed. If you are both getting really dysregulated, you're both finding yourself flooded with emotions or feeling really wound up by this, come back to the conversation. There is nothing wrong with hitting pause and coming back to the conversation. Um, I found myself in a situation just over this last week where I was in a conversation that I found really hard and I thought, actually, I just want to run a million miles away from this conversation. I really hate this. They are not treating me fairly. I found myself like getting really, really wound up. And in that moment, what I said to myself is, my, my number one goal here is to get myself emotionally regulated. I'm not going to process that conversation. I'm not going to think about the things about that that really annoyed me. I'm not going to work through that right now. My chief goal is to get myself back to a state of emotional regulation. And so I did a few things um, around that time that I know I find helpful to settle myself, to get myself out of any kind of like um, angry, ragey moment. Uh, And I did the things I I needed to do to care for myself. And then sure enough, the next day, I felt quite differently and could see that situation quite clearly, revisited the conversation with someone. And it was a night and day experience. How that first conversation went was completely different to how that second conversation went. And I suspect that we were both actually quite emotionally dysregulated in that um, environment that we were in. 
and that actually the second conversation which we had in a one-on-one setting and all kind of looked quite different it went so much better because we were both calm and so there is nothing wrong with being able to push pause on a conversation the other tip that I would give is talk about one thing at a time now I see this all the time in work situations and also with couples where we've saved up all of our conflicts we've saved up all the things that have been annoying us and we've finally got to this point where we're going to pop and we want to raise like a shopping list of issues a little bit like you know it's quite expensive to go to the doctor these days and so we get there and we might have you know the urgent um, tummy bug or the cough or the thing that needs to be looked at but we've also got this list of actually while I'm here can I get some antihistamines and I need some cream for this and would you look at this spot of my skin and whatever that looks like at least that's how it goes for me with the doctor these days we need to think about one issue at a time and deal with that one issue properly step through that well and especially if we're in a conflict situation with another person addressing one thing at a time and being able to say like right here's the thing that I want to talk about being really clear what the topic for that conversation is. And if you've got something to raise with me, you do that at another time. We'll have another round of this conversation where you can raise your thing with me. But actually, we're dealing with this one thing right now. I particularly recommend that you do this so that there is a real sense of ownership about what it is that you're raising and issues get full and proper attention. I don't love the like getting everything all out there in one big mess because it tends to be that things don't get stepped through well. So we have this rule within our relationship where it is about turn taking when it comes to raising something. If something gets blurted out in the middle of some kind of conflict then we say um, hey that's actually a separate issue and if that matters to you you can bring that up with me at another time and we've got into that groove where that is how it works. So try and stick to What is the one thing that you want to talk about in defining that territory? I'm wanting to talk today about this. And this is where I'm wanting to head with this. You know, I'm wanting you to understand that this is difficult for me. I'm wanting us to make a plan about how this might work differently. Um, I'm, you know, needing your help and some ideas of how we could solve this. Uh, I'm needing to um, say this to you because there is a particular change that I think needs to happen. So be very clear in... What is the one thing that you're raising and what is it that you want out of this? So often we just um, usually see a pattern of conflict that is about someone blowing up at another person and everything just kind of like spilling out lots and lots of stuff on the table and we don't get that kind of methodical stepping through issues. And I promise that if you can do that with one thing, and then wait and come back to another conversation at another time and step through that other thing, you'll end up in a lot more um, of a satisfied state when it comes to managing conflict and being able to raise things. Your own confidence and how you step things through really matters. The other thing I encourage is people to talk about feelings and not just things. So your problem is actually the feeling Your problem is not the thing that you are raising. So to give an example of that, if you are in some kind of conflict situation and let's say it is a one spouse wanting to raise with the other spouse that it is a problem for them that they're continually late home from work. Now the problem isn't 
that the person is late home from work. The problem is the feelings that are being pushed for the spouse in that action happening. So what is it? What is the feeling that is being generated? Is it feeling let down? Is it feeling used? Is it feeling like you're not being considered? Is it feeling things are unequal? Is it feeling discarded? Is it feeling let down? Like What exactly is it that is being pushed for you emotionally in that situation? And that's the thing that you need to deal with, not what you might consider the conflict is about. If we can talk about our feelings, it gives our partner a much greater capacity to understand what is actually going on. So when we get out of the transactional, this is about you being late, and into the, wow, this thing that is happening is actually generating these feelings for me. What are they going to care more about? Just, you know, following a set of behaviors and like, thou shalt be home by six o'clock? Or are they going to care more about, I know that when I do this, it results in this feeling for my spouse, and I don't want them to feel like that. So therefore, I'm way more motivated to avoid those feelings knowing that. So do your very best to get out of talking about the issues on this transactional level and into sharing what is the feeling that is behind this situation of conflict. So if you can get into that state of being able to share the feelings behind the issue, that is a much more productive place to be. Now, one thing I would encourage though is not being in that you are making me feel this, you know, this stuff, you are causing me to feel this way, but explaining to them when this happens, the result for me is these feelings. So keeping it a little bit depersonalized from you're making me feel like this, but I, I need to let you know that actually, you know, what has started to happen for me is I'm feeling this way and I'm feeling this way every day and I'm starting to dread this from this time of day or whatever that looks like. Do your best to explain the feelings in the most detail that you can. I really think when it comes to conflict, keeping a short account of the wrongs, of the things that we're carrying is really important because the more we can raise things directly with people, the less loaded uh, the, the, the plate is, the less loaded it is that we are trying to kind of step through things. We can't step through things one by one if we're in this giant jumble. So the, the better habits that you can get into around raising issues of conflict, the easier it becomes because you're dealing with one thing at a time and it is a smaller piece that you're breaking off. So when it comes to conflict, my top tips are thinking about the setting, the time, the body language, thinking about how you set up the conversation, the preamble, gaining their permission, understanding the feeling that the other person finds most difficult, attending to your emotion regulation, addressing just one thing at a time, and talking about the feelings and not just the things. So whatever conflict is going on in your life, whether that is with a family member, a spouse, a colleague, a friend. I hope that there are some tips in that that are useful for you to take away. And even if you work on one of these things at a time, you don't have to get it all perfect, but try one or two of these tips and see what happens in terms of how much your conflict changes if you have some intentionality and some kind of skill you're, you're trying to apply to the situation. I look forward to hearing from you. If you try any of these things, please let me know. The other little thing I wanted to just add on at the end here is 
um, really a little bit of a request from me. So obviously this podcast is a labor of love. There is some cost to me for producing this. Um, and that is great. That is a privilege to be able to do that. Uh, it's kind of an interesting situation because I don't actually need more counseling clients. So I'm definitely kind of not doing this as a feeder for clients. Um, that's never kind of been a problem for me. I've always had a really good steady flow of people kind of uh, knocking on my door and that's always worked really beautifully. So this isn't really a promotion thing for me, but it is my expression, especially at this time when there are so many people who can't afford one-to-one therapy. This is my way of making a bit of an offering out there into the world to try and help improve people's mental and emotional health and to try and take the skills that have been learnt for me from hours and hours, thousands of hours of working with people and put them to good wide use and being able to reach people is really important with that. So I would absolutely love it if you shared in whatever way works for you, whether that's sharing an episode on social media or just generally sharing the existence of this podcast on social media and letting people know you've enjoyed it or one-to-one with friends or workmates or family members or whoever it is um, letting them know that you've enjoyed this or or sending a link I really value that and that really helps me make the dream of this podcast come to life if I can reach people beyond my own kind of immediate circle at the moment so please do feel free to share this content I would love it if you did and it would really support me in um, yeah being able to see the dream of this realized I hope that you have some really great conflict in the next little while and I would love to hear from you if you are applying some of these tips and tricks thanks for listening to this episode I'd love to connect so feel free to find me on Facebook Instagram or LinkedIn and don't forget to subscribe so you can see when the next podcast episode is out See you next time.